0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries.
1: Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe.
0: I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host on the show. And we've got a great show lined up for you.
0: Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together.
1: And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together.
0: I said that part already, Mitzi.
1: Oh, did you? Sorry. Well, it's week four. Four score and three weeks ago. We started our third season. And look how far we've come already. Ah.
0: First up, our official ingredient guesser, Henry, is back for another round of Guess the Ingredient. Then, once we know this week's ingredient theme, we are passing things off to Champ for the scoop.
1: Then, once we know this week's ingredient theme, we are passing things off to Champ for the scoop.
0: I said that already too, Mitzi.
1: Gah! Yeah, what's going on here?
0: And finally, we'll hear what young chefs like you are cooking up at home with What's Cooking? Let's go to the theme.
1: That's right, Molly. Now let's go to the theme. Ooh. Looks good. I bet it tastes good.
2: Ooh, I want to play it again.
0: Mystery recipe. What's going on with your listening skills today, Mitzi? Something feels a little bit off. Hmm,
1: not sure, Molly. It seems like something feels a little
0: off. Right. Well, are you listening closely to what I'm saying? I think so. Because it seems like maybe you're focusing a little more on what you are planning to say back. Every time I talk to you, like right now, you start looking off into space and mouthing words to yourself under your breath.
1: Oh, were you saying something? Sorry. I was thinking about what I was going to say next.
0: I can tell.
1: Is that bad? I just want to sound smart and professional on the podcast is all.
0: Well, it's not bad, but it doesn't help make you a very good listener.
1: Good. I'm glad it's not bad.
0: But it doesn't help make you a very good listener, Mitzi.
1: Oh, no. Why's that?
0: Well, sometimes we might be acting like we're listening to what another person is saying, but our mind is racing with other thoughts, or we're already busy thinking about what we're going to say next.
1: Yep, I definitely do that all the time. Guilty ass charged, Molly.
0: It's nothing to be guilty of, Mitzi. It happens all the time to everybody. But there are some ways you can be a better active listener.
1: Active listener, huh? What does that mean?
0: An active listener is focused on hearing everything that the other person is saying. It means really focusing on what is being said and trying not to get distracted or think about what you're going to say next.
1: Uh, that sounds hard.
0: It is. It definitely takes practice. But thinking about being an active listener is all you need to do in order to get better at it. It helps to make eye contact while you're listening to someone, and if you catch yourself getting distracted or thinking about what you're going to say back, just take a breath and focus in on what the other person is saying instead. You might need to do that a lot at first, but over time, it will be easier to give someone else your full attention.
1: Okay. So making eye contact and focusing back on what the other person is saying whenever I get distracted.
0: Yes, and doing exactly what you just did, which is repeating back what you heard. It shows the other person you were really listening.
1: And repeating back what you heard. It shows the other person you are listening.
0: Well, you don't have to repeat it back word for word.
1: Well, you don't have to repeat it back word for word.
0: Let's maybe skip the repeating things back part for now.
1: Let's maybe skip the uh Okay. Copy that, Molly. Sorry. Except I won't copy that anymore. You know, this is great. I want to go find some other people to listen to so I can practice. Huh. I wonder what Greg is up to.
0: Well, while you go find Greg, I'm going to get started with our next segment.
1: Great. I hear you, Molly. Loud and clear. Because I'm listening. Actively.
0: Young chefs, it's time for Guess the Ingredient. In this segment, I'll play some sounds and then you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Here we go. any guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Henry. Henry is 12 years old, lives in Boston, and is our official ingredient guesser this season. Hello? Hey there, Henry. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome back for another week of Guess the Ingredient. All right, Henry, I'm going to play you the first sound, so listen closely and we'll talk about it after it's done.
2: Hmm, this is a tough one. It sounds like something's being crunched, Mm -hmm. and that could mean a lot of things. That could mean it's something that comes from a tree
0: or a plant. That's a really good guess. It did sound like crunching of some sort. Are you ready for your next one? Yep, I am. All right. How about you listeners? Here we go.
2: That sounded like something simmering or boiling. Something
0: simmering. What about it sounded like that?
2: It was like bubbling a lot and popping.
0: Yes, simmering or bubbling. Let's talk about some examples of things that do that.
2: Um, all oils, but we covered all those la- two weeks ago.
0: Mhm. And what kinds of like foods when you're cooking them? Onions, maybe hmm I like how you're thinking holistically around ingredients, but I'm not even talking about specific ingredients right now. I'm just talking about, like, types of food that make that sound while you're cooking them.
2: Oh, fried food. Maybe noodles? Noodles are good.
0: <laughs> noodles are good. All right, just, you know, to keep in the back of our mind, should we move on to the next sound?
2: Wait, I want to play it again. (laughs) Okay. That's like a fire siren, and firefighters use water to fight fires. That's true. But how would that explain the beginning crunching sound?
0: Exactly. What other things would that kind of loud siren sound imply? A warning? Mm Mm-hmm. An ingredient. Yes. Yes. Spicy. Now you're now you're really getting somewhere. I have some hints in case you haven't gotten it for the listeners at home. So, this spice is a powder made purely of one ingredient that is dried and then ground up as we heard from the first sound. This ingredient is native to Central America and Mexico. It was cultivated mainly in the Chihuahua state of Mexico, but also in Veracruz, Oaxaca, and Sinaloa, and in the United States in South Texas and Southern New Mexico. And in addition to being spicy, it can also add some nice smoky flavors to a dish. So, any guesses, Henry? Is it chili powder? Yes, 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 it is. It is slightly, slightly more specific than that. Chipotle chili powder. You are right. Welcome to Chipotle Chili Powder Week. That was a super tough one, so don't worry at home if you didn't guess it exactly right. By the end of this week, you'll know all about what sets this specific spice apart from the rest of your spice rack. Chipotle chilies are a type of dried spicy chili pepper native to Central America and Mexico. To make chipotle chili powder, jalapeno chilies are smoked and dried, turning them into something called chipotle chilies. These chipotle chilies then get ground up into the spice you may have in your spice cabinet it right now, nice guessing, Henry. Are those sounds making more sense to you now? Yes.
2: The first sound was the jalapenos being dried and then crunched and destroyed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't actually the sound of the drying, but it was the sound of the grinding. Uh, once they were dried, it was grinding dried chipotle chilies into a powder, and then that second sound.
2: I don't know what the second sound was.
0: It was the bubbling and boiling of a very famous dish that uses this spice in it. And it also has its name in the name of the spice. Is it just chili? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And then the third sound was what you might hear in a cartoon when someone eats something hot and spicy. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much for your help this week, Henry. We'll talk to you again next week. See you next week. Molly! Hey, Mitzi.
1: So, I have been listening to everyone I could find. Want to hear some of the highlights? A little best of montage? Sure. Okay, let's see here.
3: So then I said, listen, I don't care if you want to learn how to play the trumpet. Just don't practice outside my room so early in the morning.
0: Mitzi, what is this? Are you recording people?
1: Oh, well, yeah, Molly. I was trying to really focus on active listening, but I was just getting distracted so easily. So I figured if I record people, I could actively listen back to what they said just in case I missed anything. Pretty smart, huh?
0: Mitzi, that's not what I meant. Was that our friend and producer, Chad? Did he know that you were recording him?
1: Well, no, I don't think I mentioned it, but I'm sure he will mind. I mean, Chad's my friend.
0: I mean, first and foremost, don't record people without their permission. But also, Mitzi, it's not really practical to record every conversation you have. Active listening takes practice, just like most things. You don't have to be perfect at it right away.
1: Oh, I guess that makes sense. So, it's okay if I don't hear every single word people say?
0: It's fine. Nobody remembers perfectly every word that someone says to them. Just try to practice listening and not planning what you'll say next, and it will get easier and easier every time.
1: Okay. Whew. That is a weight off my shoulder.
0: So, Chad's roommate is learning the trumpet?
1: Yeah, and it is not going well.
0: Oh, no. Well, Mitzi, I think it's just about time for the scoop. You ready to move on?
1: Yes! Fun! Today, Champ is here in the recipe lab pantry with a really spicy fella, Chip! Hey, Mitzi! Hi, Molly!
0: Sigh.
4: Uh, are you alright, man? Who cares?
0: Well, we will find out more about what's going on with Chip right after the break. It's time for a word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. Hey, grownups. I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kids love snacks. And with Kroger's grocery pickup service, it's easy to keep your pantry stocked. My family can't get enough of Kroger's original chip-made cookies. And with pickup, you can shop online and pick up your groceries at a store near you. In just a few clicks, you can fill your cart with all the things you need and schedule a pickup time that works for you. And they'll bring it out to your vehicle when you arrive. It's that easy. To learn more, visit Kroger.com. Happy snacking!
3: Hey, Molly. Hey, Chad. I am super excited to talk about all the things we have coming up from America's Test Kitchen kits, like our Young Chefs Club subscription box.
0: Every month, kids can receive a themed box filled with kid-tested recipes, hands-on activities and experiments and other creative items by subscribing to our Young Chefs Club.
3: Coming up in July, we have a very cool food art box with beautiful and delicious recipes that all young chefs can make look like art in a museum. What else are you excited about? Well, there is, of course, our new YouTube channel. ATK Kids has launched its own YouTube channel that has all types of funny and inspiring video content for young chefs to enjoy. And there are so many other great things. There's just too much to talk about in one short ad.
0: You're right. And grown-ups can head to ATKKids.com to learn more about everything we just mentioned and then some. That's ATKKids.com. And we're back. Oh, good. Champ, take it away.
4: Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm here with Chip. Chip is a Chipotle chili pepper. How are you doing today, Chip?
5: Sad. Sad? Yeah, I'm sad. Oh, no. What's the matter, man? Well, this is a depressing way to start an interview. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just that... Well, I hurt everyone around me. You what? I hurt everyone I touch. It's all the capsaicin. It's just sad. The minute I open up, it's over. Burn your fingers and make your eyes water. It makes me sad.
4: Let's back up here, Ship. Did you say capsaicin?
5: Yep. I'm full of the stuff, and it causes so much pain. How? What is it? Capsaicin is a chemical. It's what's found in chili peppers like me. It's the chemical that makes things hot and spicy.
4: Ah, okay. Capsaicin is the chemical that makes things spicy.
5: Right. And I've got a lot of it. It's sad. Why is that sad? Spicy food is great. Yeah, well, easy for you to say. You get to pick and choose when you want something to be spicy and when you don't. I'm just... Spicy, on the inside, to the core, all the time. So what? So what? What do you mean, so what? It's impossible to make a friend. How am I supposed to get close to anyone when I cause so much pain to anyone who touches me? I thought peppers were just spicy if you eat them. Capsaicin doesn't just affect your taste buds. If you're chopping chili peppers, for example, and get some on your hand, and then touch your nose or keepers your eyes. That's the worst. It stings and burns like nobody's business. All because of me. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. feel like I can't show anyone my true self or it'll literally make their eyes burn. So I bottle it all up. But it's not healthy staying all closed off like this.
4: What do you mean by closed off?
5: Well, with a chili pepper like me, all the capsaicin is on the inside. Oh, right. In the seeds. Yeah, there's definitely more spicy stuff on the seeds than in the pulp of a chili pepper. But the real danger lies in the pith. Bless you. No, the pith. It's the white part of the chili pepper that connects the seeds to the pulp on the inside. That pith is the danger zone. That's where most of the capsaicin lies.
4: Gotcha. So if you don't let anyone near the seeds in the pith, you're fine, right? No.
5: If I don't let anyone near the seeds in the pith, you're fine. I'm an emotional wreck, as you can see. Keeping myself all closed off and not letting my real, authentic self out into the world. It's so sad. Ah, man. I'm sorry, Chip. I am too. You have to be yourself sometimes. It's no way to live having to keep these walls up all the time.
4: I know. Sometimes when I'm feeling upset, I just tell someone else how I'm feeling and I start to feel better right away. Opening up to your friends is a big part of
5: being a person. Yeah, I can tell. You don't have to rub it in. Uh, hey Champ? I don't mean to interrupt. I know, I'm sure we should just wrap this interview up, because I'm probably depressing everyone. No, not at all, Chip.
0: I was just going to say, I think I know a way to help. Really? Really. Did you know that birds are not affected by capsaicin? Birds? Birds? Birds. Molly, please elaborate. Well, chili peppers developed capsaicin as a sort of defense mechanism. They didn't want animals eating them because animals' teeth crush the pepper seeds, which prevents new chili peppers from growing. But birds don't have teeth.
4: A fact I knew, but I didn't know I knew, you know? Since
0: birds don't have teeth, they don't destroy the chili pepper seeds when they eat them. Birds will eat a chili pepper, seeds intact fly to some other area, and poop out all the seeds, allowing new chili pepper plants to grow.
4: So peppers found a defense mechanism, capsaicin, that prevents most animals from eating them, but not birds. So then birds can spread their seeds.
0: Exactly. And thus, birds are not affected by capsaicin.
5: Molly! Molly, 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 I am overwhelmed with this new information.
4: Chip, I have an idea. Let's go over here to the window, and I'll open it up and just leave you here on the
5: windowsill. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, excitedly nervous. Uh, Molly, I'm already feeling less sad. Hi! Uh, hello! I'm... I'm Chip. <coughs> I haven't really ever told anyone this before, but I feel like I can open up to you. <coughs> I'm... I'm afraid of being alone. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, I guess you're picking me up in your feet and, oh, okay, (laughs) here we go. Bye, champ. Bye, Molly. Bye.
4: Well, that's our scoop for today. The chemical in peppers that makes them spicy is called capsaicin, it can cause your eyes to really burn after you handle them, and birds can't feel spicy things. Back to you, Molly.
0: Thanks, champ. And thanks to you, Chip, wherever you are.
6: Uh, hello, Molly. How are you?
0: Oh, hi, Greg. Welcome back.
1: Greg! Buddy old pal, it's good to see you. Listeners? Greg here is a cheese grater and our intern on the show this season. In case you're just joining us for the first time today, in which case, hi! Uh, Hello. How's your day going, Greg? Oh, it's been fine. Uh Uh-huh.
6: I guess uh, not too much has happened yet.
1: Right.
6: Sort of just got here. Mincy, what are you doing?
1: Well, I'm working on my active listening skills, Greg, and part of those skills is making eye contact with someone when they're talking to you, so I'm trying really, really hard to make eye contact with you, but it's actually a little difficult.
6: Oh, well, I actually don't like to make eye contact with people while I talk to them that much.
1: Oh, really?
6: Yeah, like I said in the first episode, I am on the autism spectrum, And making eye contact can be really difficult for people with autism.
1: Oh, I didn't know that, Greg.
6: Yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm not listening or that I'm not interested in our conversation or anything. It's just easier for me and makes me feel more comfortable if I don't always make eye contact with you while we're talking. I hope that's okay.
1: Well, that's great. I didn't realize that before, but I'm glad I know that now. When I do make more friends who are on the autism spectrum, I won't take it personally if we don't make eye contact while we talk. Roger that.
0: Thanks for sharing that with us, Greg. Oh, of course, Molly. Always happy to share. All right. Are you ready for our next segment? Sure am. I feel pretty good about it. Great, because it's time for What's Cooking. For What's Cooking listeners, we need your help. We want to know what's cooking in your kitchens. Grownups, you can help your young chefs call in and tell us. Just dial 1-833-KIDS-ATK. That's 1-833-543-7285. And have your young chef leave us a voicemail. It's that easy.
6: We want to know your name, how old you are, and what you're making. It can be anything at all you've been cooking up at home. Tell us about the ingredients, how you made it, and how it came out.
1: And not just your shining stars, either. We love hearing about recipes that maybe didn't go exactly to plan, because it can be really fun when things go a little off track in a recipe, and you always get to learn something from it.
6: Each week, we will play some of your recordings on the show. So grown-ups, have your young chefs leave us a voicemail by calling 1-833-KIDS-ATK today. I went through all of your submissions, and this week, we have some great recipes and stories to share.
0: All right, let's hear them. Hi,
2: I'm Phoebe. I'm 13, and I love to cook and to bake. And this month, um, because it's Pride Month, I've been baking a lot of rainbow things in my kitchen. So I've made smoothie bowls with... Different colored fruits uh, to make them um, all the colors of the rainbow, and I've been making some rainbow cookies that um, I've been giving to friends and family, and it's just a fun thing to celebrate Pride Month. I'm Jordana, and I made pancakes with water, and I made pancakes with eggs, and I made with. Um, uh, Oh, and I ate them. Yeah, I'm full. At home, good and it all out good and good. We're going to make screens next
1: week. We'll uh, bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks to everyone who sent something in. We've got tons more coming up this season, and we're going to include as many of the submissions as we can. So keep listening if you didn't make it on this week. And grown-ups, it's not too late to leave us a voicemail.
1: Oh, that food sounded so good. Ah! I want to run home and make some up for myself right now.
0: Well, that's no problem because we're just about out of time for today anyhow. We'll be back with some more spicy content next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we have cinnamon, vegetable oil, garlic, and chipotle chili powder.
6: Hmm. At first, I thought it might be some sweet baked good, but with garlic and chipotle chili powder, I'm kind of hoping it's something savory.
1: Well, you'll have to wait and see, Greg. Ah, How exciting. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this show, share it with a friend.
0: Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Until then... Keep Keep on on cooking.
5: cooking.
0: Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Burnbaum, and I am a chocolate croissant. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is eggs benedict. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a breakfast burrito. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. They are two eggs over easy with a side of corned beef hash. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a Pop-Tart. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis. She's French toast. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is also an omelet. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's two double lattes. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a blueberry pancake. Special thanks to our Senior Science Editor Paul Adams, Executive Editor Kristen Sargianis, Executive Food Editor Susanna McFerrin, Senior Editors Afton Cyrus and Ali Velez Aldefer, Test Cooks Andrea Vavjin and Cassandra Laughlin, Assistant Editors Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, and Assistant Test Cook Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Jonathan Cormer, Champ Hollins, and Imani Russell. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and the National Mango Board. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: Uh, before I delete these recordings, I did get some good ones.
3: Like what? Here, listen to this! It's not that I'm afraid of Diane or anything, I just really don't want to disappoint her, you know? Hey friends, what you doing? Uh, nothing. What? Huh? You are? Uh, what? Okay.